Hi, welcome to my creativity. about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Surrey. I reveal how I work, my projects, my process. Well, my creativity. From the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, to the way ideas pop into my head, and to the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. Each week, I go over my goals, not only for the month, but last week's goals, And then at the end of the episode, I'll put up some new goals to achieve by next week. So without further ado, I'm going to get straight into my goals. So this is October. This is the first month of my second year of planning. And it's very important that I've written my goals down. If you listened in last week, then you would have heard my annual and quarterly goals my October goals. So by the end of October, I will have published book three of Exit Plan. I need a title for that yet. I will have created my manifesto and strategy. This is a marketing activity. I will have recorded and released Exit Plan season three. And I'll be running on both Saturday and Sunday, five kilometers and 10 kilometers. And this is an odd goal. So if you haven't been listening to this show from the start, you may not have heard why I'm including a running target. And this is literally getting out with some shoes on my feet, hitting the road and running. And the reason for that basically is because as a part of being a high performer, performing well, it's a physical game as well as a mental game. And it's a sort of commitment to myself that I do as a way of training myself to be committed and keep to my goals. Plus, I enjoy running. And it is my goal uh, to run a marathon next year. So I've got to get my running in. So last week's goals, speaking of running... Run 5 kilometers and 10 kilometers, so 5k on Saturday. I didn't run 5 kilometers on Saturday. I did go skating, roller, uh, roller skating, skateboarding with the family. I went to the Surf and Skate Festival at Scarborough Beach and had a great time there. Went up and down on the Esplanade, but also had a lesson with some professional surfers who are very good at using this particular variety of skateboard that I have, which is a surf training skateboard as opposed to a, um, a street board or a, or a long board or whatever. Today I ran my 10 kilometers, and that was, that was really nice. Update book one. I have updated book one. I've gone through, I've changed the font size a little bit, the line spacing. I am reformatting some of the paragraph breaks and I've caught a couple little uh, errors in there where there was like, for example, a, a missing a space after a quotation. Judgment Day, 
Oh man, I'm still working on that. That's, a, that's still in progress. And uh, Exoplan episode 9. I have recorded that and that will be released very shortly. In fact, as soon as I finish recording this. So, speaking of my October goals here where I'm doing a lot of marketing activity. In fact, this year is uh, largely a marketing-oriented year. Last year, it was about content. I wanted to get in the practice of creation, get in the practice of publishing, and find out what I could do. And I think I've got some idea of that now. But now I need to know how to get what I've done in front of people. There's no point in writing three books, four books a year, if nobody reads them. So I'm putting on my marketing hat, and I don't know if I've mentioned it before, I probably have. I did marketing at university, Bachelor of Business Marketing, as well as computing. I mean, why not? The two go together, don't they? So in marketing, uh, you come up with various strategies, you know, there's, there's various, various documentation you might want to come up with. One of these um, tools is the varied number of P's of marketing mix. I say the varied number because it ranges from four to seven, depending on who you ask and when you ask. When I learned, it was five. And I like the five. The, the seven has been introduced to show a bit more focus on service and online type stuff, but the five works just fine. So I'm going to go over what these five P's are and how it is that you would use these to figure out what it is you're doing. Because that's what you that's what you want to do when you're talking about a marketing strategy. When I'm talking about my marketing, my manifesto and um, strategy, is I'm talking about uh, using some tools to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Because it's very easy to just go off half-cocked and start... I know, just promoting yourself, but you need to know what you're promoting and to who. And you need to know how much you got to charge. You know, there's, there's all these sort of finer detail that, that as soon as you start digging into it, you realize you're telling people about your book or whatever, and people ask questions like, oh, you know, what genre is it? And so you got to, you know, if you don't have a quick snappy answer and say, oh, it's a contemporary fantasy, or something along those lines, and, and then you're going to start fumbling. And so we've got this five Ps, which I'm going to go over, which are a way of thinking about your marketing. <laughs> Think about your marketing uh, process and your strategy under, under these various topics. So the first... P is product. The product, it refers to what you're offering as a whole. You know, what exactly are you selling to your customers? This includes the value-added features, the branding, the packaging, as well as service and warranty terms. So a trick with this, because you can easily read that and think, yeah, I know, I know what my product is. But you, if you haven't really thought about it, you may actually not know what your product is. 
That's because product is easily mistaken for just your feature set. And this is much like the, if you're a writer, you will have heard the phrase, show, don't tell. Uh, if you're a, um, a, a cinematographer or a movie producer, or director, you will have heard about, you know, a picture tells a thousand words and a number of other these things. And, and that's what we're talking about here. So a feature set is easy to come up with. So, for example, I've written Exit Plan Book 1. And I could say, okay, my product is a lump of, you know, a, a series of sheets of paper with writing on it. And, yeah, it is. But it's more than that. It's a whole lot more than that. In fact, that's probably the least important part of it. It's also an ebook, So the packaging is, is different between the two. In fact, the sheets of paper with writing on it, that's just a packaging detail. The Arguably, the product that an author is offering is an entertainment service, an escape, quite possibly a lesson or instruction, um, maybe a, um, a point of conversation. You know, there's all these sorts of different aspects and elements which are more important as well as being important to the, the packaging. You know, whether it's a bunch of writing, what language it's in. You need to know whether you're doing a 300-page book, a 600-page book, uh, its physical dimensions, whether it's going to be available on Kindle only or EPUB or Mobi or, you know, whether you're going to have an audio version of it. All of those things are very important, but you also need to understand what at its essence it is. And I've tried to think about this with my book, other than all these other components, a feature set. The real benefit is it's a companion piece to the audio drama. So if you've listened to Exit Plan, the audio drama, you'll have gotten one uh, version or portion of the story. And if you read the novel, it's, it's essentially the same story, but it's told in a different medium and it has uh, a greater richness to it. But at the same time, if you just read the book, you're missing out on part of the story unless you hear the audio drama. So there's the, the book or this story benefit is that it is uh, multimedia in its presentation. So it's a multimedia entertainment experience. And I like to think it has a bit of humor in there and it's, uh, it's got some mild philosophical points to address. The next P, so that was product. Key point of product, you've got to look at the benefits. What is it the customer actually paying for? Why are they buying it? It's, and it's not because of, or it's not necessarily because of the packaging. Usually the packaging is just the offering that they want to get your product in. Price is the next P. And again, price has got the easy, obvious side of things. And then it's got the less obvious side of things. And then it's got the deeper layer that you need to be aware of or you're not going to understand your price. So the price element refers to the way you set your prices uh, for your products and services. It includes all the parts that make up your overall cost, including your advertising price, any discounts, sales, credit terms, payment arrangements, price matching. Uh, you need to consider on the service level that everyone would understand 
you've got to think about how much does this cost me? You know, how much do I have to sell this for in order for me to make enough margin to cover my costs and have a bit of growth? That's the obvious level. The next level, of course, is you've got to think about how am I pricing it in terms of perceived quality? A 99 cent book, and I keep using the book example because that's what I've written most recently, but it's anything. If you go into a shoe shop and you pick up a pair of shoes that are $10 and next to them is a shoe pair of shoes that's $160, you're thinking, well, the $160 pair of shoes is going to be a lot better. And they probably are, but they may not necessarily be. The $10 pair of shoes could be just as high quality because let's face it, Nike or whoever it is is, is building these things en masse in factories in the cheapest possible place with the cheapest possible product um, you know, components that will give them the product they want. And they're, they're probably the cost price for a pair of shoes is you know, $8, $5, $2.50, I don't know. Which means, in in either case, you could sell a ten sell a pair of shoes for ten dollars or one hundred fifty dollars and still make a profit. But obviously, the one hundred fifty dollar pair of shoes gives you that signal that it's of a higher quality. At the same time, of course, if you sell a one hundred fifty dollar pair of shoes and it, they fall apart because you don't have the quality there, then you've got this disconnect between the perceived quality from the price and the actual quality. And when I'm looking at, say, an artistic endeavor and I bring up my book, if I, if I price it at $15 or $16 like a new release from a big-name author, from a big-name publisher, uh, I'm probably going to disappoint people because I haven't spent the advertising dollars, I haven't spent the editing dollars, and... <coughs> And there's, I don't have the same sort of brand recognition. People don't know my name. So they're not getting value out of reading the next Surrey Hughes novel yet. So if I was priced it at 99 cents, again, will people think, oh, this is just like a, a throwaway piece of fiction? Maybe. So what's my pricing? What pricing should I put it at so that people get what they expect from, from me, but at the same time, I'm not underselling myself. Another deeper point to consider now then is where does the pricing exist in relation to the rest of my marketing strategy with my other works or my other efforts? And quite commonly, you get the first item, the first book free. All the rest are then at you know a higher a price. The idea being that people will take the free book or the free food sample when you go to the shops, you take the f and if you like that, you'll actually start paying money. And in fact, this is the way piracy has benefited uh, a lot of works and artists. It's you know people don't like to admit it, even though studies are in that for certain works and and certain situations. When people can get the free pirated version, sales of the non-pirated version actually go up. Something to consider. I've actually myself considered maybe you know putting my book, give it a twelve dollar price tag, 
So it's quite a high price tag, but then leaking it in quotation marks onto pirate sites where people can pirate the copy. The, uh, you know, a bit of a marketing strategy to try and give it a bit of a feel of, of a premium product. After, after all, why would people try and pirate it if it wasn't any good? Okay, so the final part of price, of course, and the really hidden bit is price includes how hard it is or how taxing it is for your customer to obtain your product. And this, of course, bringing, coming back to piracy, we're talking about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, certainly here in Australia, in, and probably initially, was very difficult to get a hold of. It was being released, people were raving about it, and try and find it here in Australia, you had to, had to pay an enormous amount of money for a Foxtel subscription and all the rest of it. And people were sort of like, okay, well, I'll just wait for the DVDs to come out. Six months after the end of the season, the DVDs still not in Australia. You go on Amazon, they're available. You try to buy them, does not ship to Australia. And so you've got all of this, you know, pent up demand. And God knows why they don't want to sell a bloody stuff to us. Pent up demand. And so, of course, everyone turned to piracy because it was cheaper and and there's not just a dollar size cheaper. People actually wanted to give them money and couldn't. So if you make your product difficult, you you're jacking the price up, and you're making a comparison to other prices uh, that are easier to get. Um, you know, this is, I don't know where that sentence ends up. I'm sure you can see what I'm saying here, though. That if you know you want to be able to have a product with a dollar price on it, which suits all of your criteria. But don't forget about how hard or easy it is for customers to get there. And this is why, for example, Amazon has one-click purchase. Because it's just easier. as That basically makes the product cheaper. If it's $10 on Amazon and $10 on eBay, or $10 on, some, on, a, on Barnes & Noble or something, You'd think it's the same price, but it's not. Because if you're, particularly if you're on Amazon Prime, you click, buy, it's purchased, and it's next day delivery. How easy is that? It's the same $10. You go click on some other site, you pay your $10. You got to fill in forms, you got to click through extra screens, you got to fill in your credit card details and your delivery details. And then, yeah, sure, maybe it's free delivery, but maybe it's two weeks' time. So even though it's the same $10 you've spent, it's more expensive because it's taking you longer, it's harder to go through the process, it's more frustrating to try and get a hold of it. So when you're pricing your product, you might even be able to have a higher dollar price if you can make the use and access of your product so easy that people don't mind spending the extra dollars because it's just such a good experience getting a hold of it. Promotion. This is your third P for the day. Just like if you drink too much coffee or tea. Promotion refers to all the activities and methods you use to promote your business and products. This includes sales, public relations, direct marketing, advertising. It includes how you want to uh, promote your you know how you want to signal your brand so you might find for example 
premium brands tend not to have sales. But then you have, invariably, you've seen the advertising on TV is sale, 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 we're crazy, we're slashing our prices, blah, 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 blah. And you think to yourself, have they ever actually had non-slashed prices? Are they, they're just, you know, they're, they're full of it and it's just, just cheap, nasty junk, which is fine because they're probably positioning themselves as a purveyor of cheap, nasty junk when you want something cheap and nasty, but you want it now. On the other hand, you'd never go to Rolls-Royce and look for a cut price deal. Uh, or there's plenty of other places and you may have heard the thing, you know, if you have to ask the price, you can't afford it. That's the opposite side of promotion where you're thinking, we don't do promotions. If you know it's word of mouth only, it's invitation, it's exclusive. Uh, there's no price mentioned because if you were to you know, need to know what the price is, then you're not the customer. So you need to think about all of those sorts of things, and and that that's including how you're going to promote on Facebook and Twitter. Are you going to put out advertising in newspapers, for example? probably because your user group are age 60 plus. Are you going to go to conventions? Uh, are you going to sell at network, uh, networking events? Place. That's your next P. Place refers to how you deliver your product or service to your customer. And this could include physical locations. Uh, it could include, uh, you know, how you're going to do your, your warehousing whether you where your warehousing is kept, your delivery methods by drone, by courier, by you know, express, as well as how you manage your stock levels. So print on demand, for example, is one option where you have you know, T-shirts, CDs, uh, books, all these sorts of things can be created on demand and shipped. And that's one way of uh, organizing your marketing. You might, however, want to gain some you know, advantage out of having locally stored stock that can be shipped quickly and it's, pre, and it's already fully constructed. The other thing you can see with your place is where do your customers find your product? They find it online, conventions, shopfront. And what sort of place is suitable for your customers and your product. For example, Tesla, which has always been marketed as a high-tech, you know, sort of leading-edge, uh, computer-based electric car. You know, this is not your granddad's Chevy. They only sell online. They don't have dealers. You buy online direct because, as far as Tesla is concerned, Tesla customers know what a Tesla is and they want it. They don't need to test drive it, though you can organize that, such things. They don't need to see a parking lot full of them. They just want them delivered like an, any other internet product. And when we're talking about sort of place suitable, this is the case where you want to go to, um, say you've, you've painted a beautiful space scene, stars, planets, that sort of thing. You could take that along to... I don't know, a local farmer's market, you probably wouldn't sell much because people are expecting fresh fruit and produce, jams, cakes, handicrafts. Not a great place. 
The other thing, of course, is you might think that having it displayed in a bank or a cafe or some other location would be the right place. And it's going to depend. Um, for books, because I'm, again, going back to books, do I want to have it on Amazon? Is that someplace where my customers are going to want to look for it? Or should it be only in uh, independent bookstores, hard copy? Got to consider that. The final P in the five Ps is people. And this refers to yourself, any staff, as well as your customers. You've got to have a look at what your service levels are, your communication model. How are you going to talk to your customers? How, how are you going to train any of your staff? And it's important to consider these things with your product because if, if you're trying to sell a particular artwork or a piece of music or something or other, then you need to know how, how are you getting the people who are setting up your website to do those sorts of things. What about um, people answering questions on your behalf, like a PA or something? How how are you training them? How are you going to make sure that they can represent your business and your products correctly? If you're thinking of expanding, you'll need to think about how your customers use the internet or how they visit shops and travel, how they're going to pick up and carry home your product. Will I feel comfortable buying your shop, your product without physically holding it? Or will they feel comfortable uh, only buying it online? And that that's the five Ps. And as I said, there's, there's some obvious components to them, but then each of them tend to have these sort of deeper layers that you've really got to dig down into. And now I'm going to have to dig down into these because this year is all about marketing. So as I come up with my marketing strategy, I'm going to be presenting it here. So as I said, I want to be transparent and authentic. And in time, in the years to come, when Gravity Undone uh, takes off and becomes a household name, or at the very least a, a niche known name and is earning money, there will be this track record showing how it got there. It's... I don't want to be some mysterious um, appearing appearing to be success overnight. It's going to take years and it's going to take planning and development and execution. So look forward to my coming marketing strategy. I'm not looking forward. No, I'm looking forward to it. It'd be great. Uh, it's been a while since I've had to formally write. In fact, it's one of those tricks I've had various products and businesses in the past and I haven't bothered writing anything down because I've thought, no, no, I know. But I've said it before and I'll say it again. All the experts tell you to write the things down and to execute the things, all of the things. So that's what I'll be doing. Next week's goals. I'm going to do the 5km, 10km again. Uh, I need to... My legs my legs were still feeling a bit fatigued after the 10k, so I've got to really build this, you know, this strength up. I'm going to release my book one update. I'm going to release my book two initial. And I'm going to order my first physical copy of it to uh, proof it. I'm going to finish writing book three first draft. Uh, release exit plan 10. Keep on working on judgment day. This is this is the longest, the longest taken song to record ever. 
but it's going to be good because one of my annual goals for this year was to record uh, one of my original songs. So go do a bit of research on your five P's of marketing and write down some notes about your product. Because if you're in a creative endeavor, you've got a product and it's probably not as obvious as you think it is. Until then, catch up with me at Gravity Undone on Twitter, at Gravity Undone on Facebook, and I'm now Gravity Undone on Instagram. Follow me, say hello, laugh at my photos, and enjoy. See ya. Thank you.